Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Fancy seeing you here again. Indeed. Oh, how good is it to be back together? <laughs> I know. We've missed you, Carla. That's very kind. That's very kind. Well, we have, though. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not sure yeah, that I missed have. you terribly whilst I was away because I was thinking, but I have this week. I'm like, okay, now that I'm back to business and back onto my, you know, schedule and routine, it, it feels like there's been a piece missing. So, yeah. Well, you were on holiday, so we'll allow oh, that, I guess. Well, you know, there's holidays and then there's, I don't know what we did. It was more a crazy kind of, we must see everything. We must do everything. I'm so scared that we won't get back again, you know, having missed out for the last three years. But, you know, I'm sure next time mm. it would be a little bit mm. more chill, but I was a bit, bit of a crazy lady. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Oh, well, what have you boys been up to? Uh, what have we been up to? We had a Christmas in July function last night. It may have overdid it slightly. Um, Did you drink more for your July Christmas than you would for a December Christmas? Uh, yes. Would be pretty close. It certainly wasn't a dry July Christmas. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we're still feeling it, to be honest. So yeah. we haven't um, done hardly anything today, just watched some TV and... Yeah, it's been fun. How about you, oh. Schmitty? What about you? Do tell. Oh, I had a little... I was a bit dusty yesterday because it was my birthday on Thursday and so I had the two sisters were here on Friday night and we lit the chimney and drank plonk until about midnight and, yeah, so it was a little bit... Yeah, a little bit uh, seedy yesterday, but today fine. So today I smoked a pork loin joint, uh, yeah, and um, what else did I do? That's oh, not I what I thought my... you were going to say. I was like, where's yeah. she headed with this? I smoked, um, I'm like, what's she going to yeah. say now? <laughs> pork loin. An unusual <laughs> joint to joint. smoke. No, it was a, well. It wasn't a joint. Sorry, it was a. Did you roll it your own? Roll your own joint? <laughs> no, no. It was an Aldi. It was an Aldi one, and it was very nice. It was, Tony had bought me a gas smoker, so I was trying that out, and I made um, lemon shred marmalade as well. So I've been very domestic today. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So that's me. So what are we drinking? Well, well are you uh, all so hungover that you're on something that's not alcoholic? Correct. Uh-huh. We're on mm-hmm. a cup of That's tea. That's how bad it is. How bad Even is me. that? I think I've drunk more in the last month than I have probably in the last three years, but that's not a bad thing. But uh, mm. I did drink last night, so I I need to sort of <laughs> – I've just been a bit crazy today, raining in. So I'm back to the DC. Surprise, surprise. Oh, nice. Well, I'm drinking a uh, lovely glass of <laughs> – crack it open. <laughs> A lovely cup, rather, of uh, Lady Grey, but I have given her a little shot of Sailor Jerry, so uh, tea with a little bit of rum. It's delicious. Nice. And, uh, Tony, what are you drinking? It's a Grenache uh, rosé, uh, and it was Thank goodness you are, Tony. Someone's holding up. Absolutely. Well Someone understands prob- the title, as, unlike myself. Trial by non-alcoholic beverage, brought to you by Carla. Yes. <laughs> Always happy. Always happy to help. Oh, Always. much appreciated. <laughs> I had some excellent cocktails. I have to say, like nothing, mm. nothing particularly off the grid in terms of oh, I want to try something crazy. 
but just some really well done classics, you know, Margarita, Paloma, oh, I don't know, even, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but even, oh my God, you'll love this, Schmitty. I was thinking of you in Italy. I was, and it was super, super hot. So I was just after saying, you know, like maybe a vodka lime and soda. Does this ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you ask for vodka <laughs> lime and soda yeah. in, um, in Italy, they just don't really get it. I think if you said vodka soda, fine. They don't understand that you want a dash of lime or certainly lime cordial or a slice of lime. No, they don't care. And you'll, quite often they'll come back with a lemon, I wouldn't call it a cordial, but like nearly a lemon juice. Would you sort of say that to me? Some yeah, kind of juice, concoction, yeah. I don't know. But I decided that I actually quite liked it by the end. I was like, oh, this is not so bad. My palate must have changed since we were in Rome when it was 40 degrees and it was a little bit not quite what we're after all those years ago, but um, I quite liked it. My issue with the drinks at the time weren't so much that they were using not lime juice or whatever. It was more that it was 90% vodka in a pint glass (laughs) and a dash of soda. I don't think that has changed. There was a real... Yeah, a difference in the measures. Um, that's what I recall. Because I, and I remember you coming up, going, "I've just seen that girl make it. It's literally ninety percent vodka. Be careful." <laughs> oh well, I don't think those things have changed. It wouldn't take many of those to sort of get the party rocking. But anyway, I did think of you in that respect. I have to say, I was like, I may even have to go have a look later. I thought I took a photograph of the little, the small mix that it came with because I was like, this is actually really good. Um, mm. And I, after all those years, we, we hated it. But this was this was nice. Was it a liqueur? No, it's it's not alcoholic. It's just a mix of it. Oh, okay. It ends up coming as this sort of I don't know. Lemon it's not juice, lime. Yes. Nothing to do with lime. It is lemon, and it's like a lemon yeah. juice. Okay. It's like lemon juice, that. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the probably a bit like you know the concentrate that you get in the market, supermarket. Yeah. Okay, comes yeah. in a bottle, lemon Something and lime like juices yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they use. I thought it might have been limoncello. No, oh, I had a bit no, of that. No. Oh, I love that. Oh, methylated spirits. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> had some bad experiences with limoncello. Uh, anyway, I suppose we should tell everyone who we are. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial Why? Yay. Oh, and yay. back. Swanee is back. And um, Clarkie, I believe you have something to talk to us about today. I do have a story for us all today. Um, So I'll just go and get straight into it if you like. So this is the story uh, from 2014 of three 12-year-old girls, Peyton Lutner, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Meyer. And, of course, the Slender Man. Oh, God. (gasps) Yep. Um, Before you go any further, those girls have to be American girls' names, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Any pretty Peyton, spelling? Peyton, Peyton Morgan. What was it? Anissa. And Anissa. No, Anissa. Anissa I wouldn't have guessed, but Peyton and Morgan I would have put money on together. Yeah. Mm. yeah but... There you go. So um, my references are Wikipedia. Even the Slender Man thing's very American, isn't it? Well, we'll you will find out shortly. All right. Okay. So references are Wikipedia, Beware the Slender Man documentary, Heavy.com, my Crime Library, OprahDaily.com, CBSNews.com, and MamaMia.com. Do you know anything about the Slender Man? Yes. I do, but it's been a little while, so my memory <laughs> might need to be – I've, I've got a picture t- in my mind. I'll tell <laughs> you. That's what we used nice to one. call you when you were young, Clarky. Clarky's <laughs> <laughs> the Slender yes, Man. Yes, yes. Well, I don't have uh, anywhere near the uh, – 
following that Slender Man has. But, Not uh, to be confused with Svelte Man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's right. He's Svelte his Man, alter ego. Slender Man. Oh, or just, man. Or just Skinny Man. <laughs> Slender Man is a fictional uh, entity created on the Something Awful online forums for a 2009 Photoshop paranormal image contest. So the Slenderman myths were later expanded by a number of other people who created fan fiction and artistic depictions of the entity. Because of the collaborative nature of his character, his appearance, motives, habits and abilities are not fixed but change depending on the storyteller. He's most commonly described as a very tall and thin man with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms or merely tentacles. So in some, in some images he's got arms and tentacles in some he's just got tentacles um which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey in most stories his face is white and featureless but occasionally his face appears differently to anyone who sees it he appears to be wearing a dark suit and tie the slender man is often lurking at the edges of forest and or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport so he's got lots of talents. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares. I can tell it really. <laughs> it's not real. Remember oh, I can see. I can see him at the character. edge of a car park already. I've yeah. got yeah. image. I must have seen it before. Is there a photo that's online? It's like, and yeah. they'd be like, but it was, or, a, um, or a kid's um, playground. Yes, playground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. the oh, the first image where he was um, created, he was there was a uh, a playground and the kids with a slide and everything. Right, and the yeah. background was Slender Man. Yeah. yeah. So you don't notice it initially and then, yeah. Yeah, pretty creepy. Nice. Very. So proximity to the Slender Man is often said to trigger a slender sickness, a rapid onset of paranoia, Carla, nightmares, and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds. So I do well, I think you've already been you here. Don't, yeah. really, bad, really bad hangover. Call in to work and say, like. oh, I think I've... I've got the slender man sickness. Slender sickness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can assure you, Carla, you don't have slender sickness. That's not yeah. a problem. <laughs> uh, so um, early stories featured him targeting children or young adults. Some featured young adults driven insane or to act on his behalf, while others did not, and others claimed that investigating the slender man will draw his attention. The web series Marble Hornets established the idea of proxies, humans who fall under Slender Man's influence, though initially they were simply violently insane rather than puppets of the Slender Man. So proxies are like his servants kind of thing. Marble Hornets also described the idea that the Slender Man could interfere with video and audio recordings, as well as the Slender Man symbol. And so there's a, a circle with a X through it, um, which became a, a common trope of Slender fiction. Graphic violence and body horror are uncommon in the Slenderman mythos, with many narratives choosing to leave the fate of his victims obscure. Because it's more frightening. Correct. Yeah, exactly I right. I will thank them for that because they seem to have explored every other avenue that could terrify you by just going, and he might be able to do this, and he might be able to do that, and yeah, this might be yeah. a possibility, just so your imagination can run wild. But <laughs> nice of them mm-hmm. not to finish the story off for us. Yeah, it's a bit of a stroke of genius. So um, thoughtful. Mm. It's important to note that few of the retellings identify exactly what kind of monster the Slender Man might be and what his specific intentions are. These points all remain mysteriously and usefully vague. Yeah. So it's really that whole thing of like a modern-day boogeyman kind of thing where mm. that's exactly what um, it is. Yeah. anything could happen, kind of. 
but he, mm. uh, yeah, he hangs around playgrounds and on the edges of forests and all kinds of stuff. So that's the Slender Man. Now let's talk about uh, Peyton, Morgan and Anissa. So since fourth grade, Morgan's best friend was Peyton Lutner, who went by the name of Bella. The pair were inseparable. They both loved cats and rollerblading. But two- <laughs> cats rollerblading? Yeah, rollerblading cats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But two years later, when they were 12 years old, Morgan's friendship with Anissa began to develop. Anissa didn't like Bella much and often referred to her as a bitch behind her back. (laughs) 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 It's such 12 year old action. So far. Uh, Maybe it was that Bella made friends more easily than Anissa or that she was envious of her friendship with Morgan. Either way, the two were friendly, but only through Morgan. The three girls attending Horning Middle School in Waukesha, a suburb of Milwaukee in America's northeast. A mother at the school described them as misfits and certainly not girly girls. They weren't at all interested in boys or music. Anissa and Morgan became obsessed with Slender Man and believed that he was real. They were fearful that Slender Man would kill their families and thought that they had to become proxies to protect their families from his wrath. They believed they would have to commit a deadly act to save their families and allow the two girls to live safely in Slender Man's mansion. That escalated mm. quickly. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. It's a bit like that fo- the folie adieu that yeah. we've um, talked out about before where two people get really hooked on a, a single kind of hysteria or yep. fantasy or whatever. And it's too, it's real to them. Yeah. If that yeah, was real to you, imagine how horrifying or how terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, utterly be terrifying. terrifying. Yeah. And that's that's the thing that absolutely um, they they got so engrossed in it. So Slender Man was you know um, very widespread around the world. What year was this, um, Clarky? Uh, Twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. So it'd been around since what two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah, so it was yeah. Well and truly yeah. established by that point. Yeah. 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 Correct. Um, and 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 Nissa particularly was very much involved in reading about Slender Man and, and all those sorts of things. Um, mm. So, yeah, absolutely thought that he was going to come and kill their families and so they had to uh, become proxies to save both their families and themselves. Uh, so on the 30th of May 2014, Morgan invited Anissa and Bella over for a sleepover to celebrate her 12th birthday. The three visited Skateland, an indoor roller skating rink, which played top 40 hits, a normal 12-year-old party action. Um, I'd like to do that now if I didn't have a hip problem. <laughs> I'd like to go skating. Well, a couple of months' time, you never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, at, sorry. No, you're right. Uh, so at 9.30, Morgan told her dad she'd had enough and he drove the three of them back to the guys at home. They played on the internet for a few hours before going to sleep, all sharing Morgan's bed. The next morning, they, they had donuts and strawberries for breakfast and then Morgan asked her mum if they could go to the park and play. The three headed for David's park with Bella walking ahead and Morgan and Anissa dropping behind. It was at this moment that Morgan revealed to Anissa what she was hiding under her jacket, a kitchen knife with oh. a black handle. Oh, right. So who hates Bella? Uh, Anissa, Anissa, Anissa hates Bella, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So because she sees her as the usurper. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And so since about December, so this was in May. I think since about December, Anissa and Morgan had been working on a plan, and so um, this is 
where we get to. Initially, the, they were supposed to act out their plan at the birthday on the night of, and they decided on the night, Morgan decided on the night that um, she wouldn't do it that night. She'd do it in the morning. I'm tired. I don't think I've got it in me tonight. <laughs> Come on, you're uh, 12 years old. You should have the energy for this. No, 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 I'm not feeling it. Give me a, let me sleep on it. See how I go in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, God, that's... I've got 12 year olds. It's terrifying. <laughs> so they went to the park. Uh, with... No more sleepovers for no. them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly right. Far out. Um, so at the park, they uh, ended up going into a public bathroom and that's Ooh. when the two girls attacked Bella for the first time, oh uh, pushing her head against a brick wall of the public bathroom. Morgan at first was unable to cope with the brutality, uh, allegedly re- withdrawing from the act and going off and singing to herself. And whilst she was doing that, Anissa stroked her, um, as she later described, like a cat in order to calm her down. Oddly, Bella still hung around with them uh, and Anissa suggested that they go and play hide-and-seek with Morgan counting first. Uh, so the Anissa and Bella I ran know, off. I you can, you, you can see it. When you were 12, you know, I, I got bullied by various kids. You still hung around for some reason. You didn't really know how to react to it. So yeah. it was just like, um, okay. It's really I, I odd. Know, I just... It, it, it seems odd, but I'm not sure that it is that odd as well. Yeah, I'm no, no, but it, it's odd that people do that. That you know, she's just got her head cracked against a brick wall and gone. Yeah. Uh, oh well, stay. That was fun. Let's. What else can we do? So she was going to leave, and they said when they suggested going and playing hide and seek, and they told her that she could choose the next game. So she agreed to go and play hide and seek with them. So whilst Morgan was counting, uh, Anissa and Bella ran off to hide. And Anissa said to Bella that she should lie down and she'll cover her with leaves so it's hard for her to be found. Then Anissa went off and Morgan came up and found uh, them. So I think what had happened is Anissa went back to grab Morgan and they went to find Peyton, Bella. Bella. So this is the time that they decided it's time to to act out their plan. And they had a brief argument over who would commit the act uh, while Bella was still there lying down oh, and God. then the, the, the point was so yeah, exactly right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry i'll do it myself yeah. it's okay yeah. oh, don't worry on. girls so then they worked oh. out that morgan <laughs> was going to do it and they they decided it was morgan who had to do it because she was closer friends to peyton and so that would make the act more evil which would make slender man more happy. um Satisfied. happy with what they were doing yeah yeah, yeah. So then Morgan says to Anissa, I'm not going to do it until you tell me to. Uh, Seconds later, Anissa said, Kitty, now. Go ballistic, go crazy, Anissa instructed. Morgan jumped on Bella, sitting on her legs and pinning her down. Don't be afraid, Morgan said. I'm only a little kitty cat. Morgan began stabbing Peyton a total of 19 times in the arms, legs and torso with the kitchen blade. It's quite sickening. The girls then told Peyton they were going to get help and Anissa said to her to lie still so that she would bleed more slowly. But instead of getting help, they left Peyton to bleed out in a ditch. They uh, went off because the the plan was that once they'd um, killed Peyton, they would go and find the Slenderman mansion in wherever the, the forest heads. was. And so they just went off to, to go to try to find that. Um, Peyton in the rhapsody of their madness. Yeah. Mm. 
Peyton, badly injured, managed to pull herself to a nearby road after Morgan and Anissa had left. Yay! This is, yeah, yeah. This is when Greg Steinberg passed miracle, riding yeah. his bike. Yeah, so he he apparently never went down that pathway, but he decided to that day for some reason and he came across Peyton. Oh. Steinberg recalls Peyton asking for help and stating that she'd been stabbed. He called 911 and offered her some water while they waited for the ambulance. Uh, and Peyton recovered in hospital and went home seven days later. It's miraculous, yeah. Mm, really is. She, well, she's just lucky because one, one good stab wound could have killed her. Yeah. She's just fortunate that this girl is not very good at it. They reckon that... Hasn't hit um, any major... Yeah. Or she's she's missed some some yeah. major organs oh, or major God, arteries. Yeah. Miracle. They said that um oh. she missed an she artery by one mil. Yeah. Like, so it was yeah. right oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, just horrible. Morgan and Anissa were apprehended near Interstate 94 at a furniture store after walking 4.9 miles or 7.9 kilometres. Uh, the knife they used in the stabbing was in a bag they carried. Whilst Morgan felt no empathy, Anissa was described as feeling guilty for stabbing the victim but felt that the attack was needed to appease Slender Man. That's pretty That's rough, interesting. So although Anissa was the one who sort of, she was the one who initiated it. Initiated, I don't speak. <laughs> Anissa initiated it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she did, wasn't she the more jealous friend? Yeah, and yeah. Morgan was the better friend, so she was the one who was encouraging Morgan to do it and say, you've got to do it. And yet Morgan's the one who seemed to have less. Um, Maybe she's disassociated as a result, Gosh. you know, so I, well, I don't it know. Be the other way around. Never killed anyone or tried to kill someone, but maybe she's she disassociated. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. We have our suspicions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think there's been ample evidence in this podcast. Oh. <laughs> to the contrary. Whatever. So much knowledge. So much. So much. <laughs> knowledge does not indicate that I've done darling, anything I'm wrong. Winding you up. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so, following the investigation, Morgan was charged with attempted first degree homicide, a class A felony, and Anissa oh. was charged with attempted second degree homicide, a class B felony. Due to the nature of the offences, and this is really important, both Morgan and Anissa were waived out of juvenile court to be tried as adults. Unbelievable. Mm. So in 2017, Anissa pleaded guilty to... Sorry, when you say due to the nature of the the, um, charges, are you saying that in whatever state that is, anyone who commits a first-degree charge, like first-degree murder or attempted murder, is automatically always tried as an adult. No, no, it was actually really controversial right? as to whether or not they should have been, but I think it was just more so the horrific nature of it. So it was, how, it how was planned it was. Yeah. and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. really brutal. So, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. Yeah. Correct. And it wasn't even a, a spontaneous act. They planned yeah. it for a long time. And I guess yeah, that, yeah. you know, the the whole Slenderman thing, the, the you know. Is that five months, you said, like December to May? That they'd yeah, been yeah. Yeah, mm. and it's it's hard, I think, to understand probably even as an adult how fearful the kids may well have been. Yeah, or not believe it, just like it was just a, a cover for what just wanting for being jealous of this girl and wanted to kill her. Yeah, yeah. Ad- adults, mm-hmm. are, you know, sometimes it's hard to remember your childhood, whereas yeah, I think for these two, they were pretty um, pretty spooked by the whole thing more so than more than spooked. Could, do you know anything about the cat thing? 
the stroking like a cat and the little kitty. Yeah, there's, I, there's I read a little bit about that. I'm not sure what that was. Oh, they just loved cats. A lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they did. And, and I think it, um, I don't know, I, I don't know whether there, there was talk of them uh, hunting like lionesses. There's a whole lot of different things that I read. You know, there's obviously a few references that I had. And, and trying to piece this together was really quite hard mm. because they were very different stories. And the the details seem to change quite a bit depending on the the telling probably a little bit like slender mm, yeah. man himself <laughs> yeah so it, it's interesting but yeah yeah i, I don't know um enough about the the cat reference anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second degree homicide uh, a jury then found her not guilty by mental disease or defect uh, morgan accepted a plea offer under which she would not go to trial does that mean that Morgan um, uh, testified against Alyssa or Nessa? Well, they, I don't think either of them testified against each other, but there was certainly conjecture evidence. as to uh, whose idea it was. And yeah, yeah well, I, the plea deal thing normally, if you plead out, it's normally because you're saying, well, actually, I'm quite happy to say that, you know, she did everything. Uh, yeah, but and no, so, go, so we've she, got our man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but she, no, so she accepted a plea deal uh, under which she would not go to trial and would be evaluated by a psychiatrist to determine how long she should be placed in a mental hospital. That's just to avoid it going to trial then. Trials are expensive. So, you know, if you, it, it can be the plea is that you're saying, I'm, I'm not going to contest. Like I want to go to trial because I want a jury to find me not guilty versus I'm not really going to contest it. I'm going to take whatever, you know, lower, lesser sentence that you're giving me Yeah, and do my time. And that's what it sounds like with the psychiatric uh, treatment. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So she's gone to, oh, she's, her, her. Carly, um, you just did some research on that? Did you? Uh... No, I was thinking about <laughs> something else there. I wanted to know, and I don't know if Clarkie might sort of come on to it or not. Do we have any... um information about their background or their parents what their parents was that was it a total shock to everybody like were they two uh, ab- absolutely it was so um whilst it's not relevant the parents of morgan had separated and so when we were looking at the documentary um the yeah. father said you know he did not see this coming at all wow. he oh. um he used to leave her door open when she was on the computer and check yeah. what she was doing and you know, all these things, he seemed, you know, just like a, a normal father looking after his yep. daughter. It wasn't like, you know, he was doing something while she was in her room all the time. And yeah, like they were spending was... loads of time alone. That you know, they thought they were overseeing. They were monitored. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm after. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he made a point of of leaving the door open so that he could check on her to make sure that everything was fine. And and every time he did, everything was fine. Mm. But, but were they not... showing like? Um... Uh, tendencies to be all goth, like if they changed behaviour and dress differently yeah. or anything like that in the lead up. Yeah, no, so so certainly not Morgan. Anissa was, I think, a little bit maybe goth, a, a little bit more withdrawn, probably a bit more of a loner. Whereas Morgan wasn't that. It it, it didn't seem like for either of the girls, their parents were a you know a factor. When, when we factor. talk about some of the criminals, we talk about they've they've had a really rough upbringing. Yeah. It didn't There's seem a like of that for either of these two. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the driving... No, they just got into a mad idea about Slenderman. Well, that's the thing. So the driving force here isn't anything to do with the way they've been treated. It's an absolute fear of a yeah. character that 
doesn't exist. But and you may come onto this, and it may it may not even be part of who Slender Man is. But is there ever a point where people pretend to be Slender Man and communicate with people, so therefore it feels more real, or is it just stuff that's going on in their imagination based on stuff that they're reading? There was so I think Anissa had said that she had seen Slender Man. There are a number uh, of people who feel that, he, that there was the point I made earlier around uh, in, investigating the Slender Man will draw his attention, and so yeah, yeah. because they'd spent so much time, they began to think that Slender Man had noticed them and therefore was uh, coming after them. So, yeah, uh, interesting. It's like I never watched it because I'm sure I would have been just as frightened, but Freddy Krueger, oh, you yeah. know, so, you know, like, yeah, it, like, there are some pop culture Oh, totally. Uh, I can't, it's, it's amazing that, that I have the sort of stomach to be able to do trial by wine because I don't, I can't watch horror movies to this day. I can't either. And I've never seen, I what's the one where in the, in the woods and it's all... Blair Witch. Oh, Blair Witch. Oh, my God. I nearly shit myself watching that. that. So I've seen nothing. I've I've got no first-hand knowledge of any of those films. I saw that in Sydney with Deborah, who used to work in commercial, and her husband. And I swear to God, I was terrified. We left, you know, we saw it at night, left the cinema, and then I think I I was staying at their place, but I was so scared. And I knew it was all nonsense, but I was scared. And I was 20-something, you know. (laughs) So exactly, not 12. So I can imagine the fear. Like we've talked before, I don't like to go in the sea because of Jaws. Yeah. You know, that, that frightened me. So, yes, I never watched... Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever, uh, yeah, Friday Halloween, the 13th or any of yeah, those yeah. things or Halloween. Never watched any of those no. things. I'm aware of those characters. Yeah. Slender Man, by the sound of it, is is almost worse because he's not on a movie. Yeah. He's just become this this trope thing mm-hmm. that, you know, that they've heard about and then they can imagine and, and, it, and it just becomes a, a ma- an incredible fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Anissa was sentenced to 25 years to life. Uh, an indeterminate yeah. sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and wow. involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institution, uh, followed by communal supervision up until age 37. Morgan was given the maximum sentence, 40 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement, uh, in addition to involuntary uh, treatment in a state psychiatric institute, until complete resolution of symptoms or until age 53, whichever may happen first, followed by continual, sorry, <clears throat> followed by continued communal supervision, periodic re-evaluations and or reinstitution and further treatment as needed. So they're quite um, they're big sentences. Sentences. Because yeah. um, nobody's died. Correct, because she survived. That's where I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. And they're 12. Um, you know, some some of the sentences we've heard previously where, yeah. you know, someone has died and it has been, you know, adults and, and they don't get these sorts of sentences. So, yeah, it's incredible. I'm, I'm shocked by the length of these. The severity yeah. of them seems... As like 12-year-olds too. Like, trying to make an example yeah. of them because of Slender Man maybe. Yeah, and I wonder whether or not because they were 12 there's something that says, well, they must be... You know, so there's something really wrong with them. Mentally deranged. Um, yeah. yeah, so that they, they won't get better, so we'll leave them in. I don't know. It just it does feel extremely. 
harsh is not the right word, but when we've had other people who've murdered people yeah. get one year to life yeah. and two years to life mm. and half a minute to life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, it's extraordinary. How did poor old, poor old Bella fare? Uh, so, well, so we'll get on to that in, uh, shortly. Um, okay. So... Whilst Morgan will periodically have the opportunity to petition for her release from a mental health facility in the future, she will remain under institutional care for the duration of the sentence. During her trial, she'd been committed to the Winnebago Mental Health Institute and was the youngest the patient Winnebago. there. The Winnebago. Did they just drive around? An RV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on the road again. Like a mobile library, only mental health. On... Uh, the 10th of March 2021, Anissa, who was then 19, submitted a letter to the court stating that she was sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain and fear she had caused, not just to Bella but to her community as well. Uh, she stated that she hates her actions from May 31st to 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. Uh, on July 1st, 2021, she was ordered to be released from the Winnebago Mental Health Institute, uh, gave state <laughs> officials... Just dropped her off on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah, that's right, <laughs> at, a, um, at a destination of her choosing. Uh, they gave her state officials 60 days to draw up a conditional release plan and required that she be assigned to State Department of Health Services case managers to track her progress until she's 37 years old. So she gets out which is, uh, I, I guess, a good thing for given what's happened. It's just, it's, it's just complex. Re reading it all, I kind of, you know, there were moments where I just thought these two are completely nuts and it felt like it was going to be really, you know, they were just evil children. And then you go through the whole thing and kind of go, wow, are they really even evil or just scared? Anyway, we'll get on to that when you uh, talk about sentencing. So in, in 2020, uh, an appeals court rejected Morgan's petition to be re retried as a juvenile. So she appealed against that decision. Um, and I think that the thought was that had she been tried as a juvenile, the, the whole outcome would have been very different. Uh, her attorney, Matthew Pinnocks, argued that she should have been charged with attempted second degree intentional homicide rather than first degree and argued that Morgan gave statements to investigators before being read her Miranda rights. He's petitioned the Supreme Court of Wisconsin to review the ruling. In early 2021, the Wisconsin Supreme Court declined to hear the appeal. Just in terms of, of Bella, so when um, Anissa was going to be released, Bella had moved out of Waukesha County and currently attends an undisclosed college as a sophomore student. So that is the Slender Man stabbings. Hmm, interesting. It's pretty confronting, isn't it? The 12-year-old thing is hard to mm. grapple with. Yeah, it is. It really is. The effect of the internet too, um, there was a lot of talk about that post this. Yeah. Um, as you could imagine, parents were quite yeah, – the, the parents of Bella, I think – were horrified that it happened, as were so many people in the community. And I think they were trying to find a way that to, to paint Anissa and Morgan as evil children rather than probably what everyone was scared of, that, you know, the, the internet could actually create this sort of a, a response from 
um, normal children. Well, I think unfiltered uh, influences can create a, res- a response in all sorts of people. And, you know, we've seen school shootings and, you know, people who've played a lot of games and they've become, you know, desensitised allegedly and so they've got an automatic weapon and they've gone out and shot lots of people. You've got others who are just, you know, uh, lonely. It feels like, is it Anissa or Alyssa? Anissa, A-N. It says Anissa was the kind of more withdrawn of the two, very reliant then probably on her relationship with Morgan. So, you know, she was a bit anti-Bella. I don't know if they were frightened. I don't know if it was all just motivated by fear. I think they also had a kind of the, the fantasy of the world of the Slender Man was not a bad place. Like I think they felt like if they went and lived in the mansion with the Slender Man and had this bizarre life there, that that wasn't just a bad thing. So I think that they... They weren't running away from this fantasy is what I'm trying to say. They were almost running to it. So, you know, they were, they were getting deeper and deeper into the fantasy instead of saying, let's just ignore the, let, let, you know, if by investigating him you, you get his notice, let's not investigate him. No, let's go harder on it. Let's mm. keep chasing this this idea down, which is part of the excitement, I guess, of it. So I feel like I know they're 12 and I feel like there's a, it's just a sad thing really in a lot of ways that they've had this influence, but they did something that they should have known was wrong, even at 12. That's the leap, so, isn't it? You know, because yeah. I can think back to probably around about that age and I mean, I'm scared of everything, but I had this <laughs> sort of accident where I went to a friend's house and they were adults for what they'd been away on holidays. You say accident, you say it's it an like accident, it wasn't really? And because I would <laughs> never have intentionally seen this, I would have I would have managed it right. in a different way. And I walked into their house and they were watching the end of and I don't even I might get this wrong, but I think it was um one of the Halloween movies. Is that the one where Jason's in them? Yeah. Who's Jason? Yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, no, Jason's no, Halloween. No. Halloween. Okay. So they, yeah, they said the movie was finished and I was like, oh, okay. And they said, oh, come on in. So I walked into the house and unbeknownst, it was like a, a, maybe, what's it called, post credit scene or something happened. So all I saw, mm. having seen none of the movie, it was broad daylight and this figure came up out of the water and launched itself like onto a boat or something. So I saw this face. Oh. That honestly was with me for the rest of my, you know, young years, even, you know, could probably still think yeah. about it now. To the point where I used to be so fearful of it. I, it was always something that was sort of in my peripheral vision in the dark and stuff like that. It really, really affected me. And I, and I had no context because I hadn't seen the film. I just knew it was scary and it terrified me. Now, I know how scared I was of that, but I still knew that it wasn't necessarily real. But, you know, sometimes I was in the dark, it wouldn't be. It doesn't matter. Terrible. It's still frightening. But yeah. that, that leap to something else is, you know, so in one sense, I don't know how then I go to to commit a crime, but it's not like it changed my whole moral compass. So that mm. I have a bit of an issue with. But having said that, it was a one-off thing that I saw and that's what lived in my mind. I wasn't exposed to the internet where I could see, you know, hundreds of different conversations and or iterations of who Slender Man is or who this Jason figures of. That was it. That, 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 one, that one sighting once stayed with me to such an extent. I, I, it does make me, it shocks me how much of an impact it had on me. So I wonder if I was seeing him constantly and then I maybe it might sort of have terrified, well, I know it would have terrified me even more, but I just don't know that I would have ever gone, okay, for, for me to survive and for everybody else to be okay, my, protect my family, it might mean that I have to go and murder the girl who I'm a bit jealous of. 
Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. where I think I get a little bit, mm, I'm a bit I, I don't necessarily think it's as black and white as tidy slender man. Oh, we've got to kill someone to have everyone survive. I think there are other influences which are the the human dynamic of young kids, bullying, Jealousy, children yeah. being jealous. Yep. That I think mm. does weigh heavily in my mind when I when I look at the whole situation. I agree. Yeah. And look, you know, just girls are bitches. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> no, they are. You know, I went to an all girls secondary school. Girls are horrible. And in the wrong environment, they can be really nasty bullies. Mm. You know, or with the wrong influences themselves. So I can see it happening. But the fact that, you know, Morgan stabbed her best friend effectively, yes. um, whether, whether Anissa has sort of taken over that mantle or not, it's hard to mm. determine. But even so, one of her closest friends, it's you, you, you normally associate that sort of thing with someone that they're not good friends with. And I think that makes it even more shocking that it's, you know, three girls who hang around together and two of them are planning to stab the other one for months. Just take frenemy to a whole new level. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was also somebody who was from the University of Georgia who said that it was really no more dangerous than the stories about vampires or zombies, except I think that vampires or zombies don't require you to kill someone that you love to protect yourself from them. I don't know. I think it was just a bullshit story and they've just got carried away. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not blaming the story for it, if that's where you're headed with this. No, I'm not. I'm just uh, saying that. that don't you know, think about Yeah, I know. God, don't you head down <laughs> that, that path. If, if that's what you're suggesting, not for one moment. Well, I mean, even the person who created it didn't create it for an audience of 12-year-old girls. You know, like, so it was it was. Back at car, it was a cartoon thing, a draw a graphic artist competition, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something and like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so, no, I agree so it's with got you. Got a life of its own, and and all the people making up all the nonsense. It's like all the fan fiction and stuff about Game of Thrones or Stranger Things or anything that we watch today. People will go and write a whole lot of other nonsense that, mm. the way they'd like to see it go. And other people get into it and they read it. It's not my kind of thing, but lots of people get into that sort of stuff. So I think, and obviously there probably is this whole Slender Man stuff as well and other similar creepy ideas and tropes out there. Isn't there some, oh, look, I'm going to embarrass myself, but there's some website and it was full of this sort of rubbish. So this one was on Creepy Pasta Wiki. Which... Oh, Creepy Pasta. Yeah, That's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so this the so the Slender Man on Creepy Pasta just you know kept evolving, and people would tell different stories with yeah. him in it, or of their sightings of him, or any of that sort of thing. It was Clarky? Um, I've just tried to have a little bit of a look to see where the girls are now, but I've been my attention has been diverted to something that you failed oh. to mention. You didn't oh, mention no, that on August twelfth, Governor Scott Walker issued a proclamation declaring Wednesday, August thirteenth. Purple Hearts, purple Hearts day. day. And encourage the people of Wisconsin to wear purple on that day to honour the victim of the stabbing, praising her strength and determination. The city of Wisconsin held a one-day Bratwurst festival. Festival, <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Ooh, I love a sausage. Yeah, yeah I love a sausage. Oh, hot, dogs hot dogs and Bratwurst and were bratwurst sold to raise, raise money. money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Exactly, yes. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, I did have that there and I thought, oh. Oh, that's a nice little thing for them to raise money for, I guess. It is. The medical bills must have been quite substantial. Yeah, well, they raised oh, yeah. over $70,000 for her, so... Um, 
No? Almost probably just paid it. Solid effort. From, this is before Obamacare. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> all right, well, I'm quite happy to kick off with some sentences. Yeah, go on. I, I think they're naughty little girls. They're not uh, the Messiah? And they're not the Messiah. They're just naughty. And I do think, to your point, Carla, that there's a bit of just standard little girl bitchery going on there. And then we're going to wrap it up with a bit of hysteria and carry on about the story and it'll justify our behaviour. And we'll also be a bit weird about cats. So <laughs> I think, um, you know, I recognise they're 12 though and that they have an opportunity to grow up and grow out of that behaviour. And I think a lot of us probably were not the person that we proud of when we were 12. You know, when we look back, I'm sure there are all, we all have moments where we think we could have done that better if we were more grown up and we weren't. So that's okay. But so for these two girls who like being frightened, because I do think there's a certain great excitement in this level of, you know, terror all the time, I'm going to send them to a new area of Trial by Wine World which is basically like a large ghost train, scary ride. You know how you get the the haunted house mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And then we'll have Slender Man in there. We'll have Jason, as we just described him. We'll have Freddy Krueger. We'll have all of them in there. And the girls can just have a little wander in there and get very, very excited and scared. And then they can come out and they can sit down. They can calm down. And they won't be allowed to have any knives anywhere near them. And then if they feel the need to get uh, all het up again, they can go back through the ride. So we keep them in a nice contained safe space until they get it out of their system. That's what I'm going to send them to do. Wow. Nice. Hmm. Any other any other criminals or just those two? You can't pick another one unless you um, want to talk about the fact that they got massive sentences. Yeah. Mm. If that's where you're going with it, that um, I've just sentenced them to a haunted house of horrors. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I'm not the right one to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Swanee, what do you think? Swanee? Well, I guess I'm a little bit in the same vein as... Um, Schmitty, it's like with the information that we know about them, there's not like this picture that's been painted that, you know, we've been building up to some kind of event where you think, oh, this is bubbling underneath and they've had all this discontent and horror in their lives leading up to that. It just seems like, oh, well, you know, two's company, three's a crowd. That's what it feels like this started with and then it became something much bigger. So I think their sentences are huge and I don't quite know what I could sort of say about that but it does seem to be I'm shocked by how long they were well especially Morgan's because Morgan's is um it Morgan's is not allowed out at all is it until 40 years uh no she can if her symptoms go away but she's got to be watched over Uh, yeah yeah yeah, continually continued communal supervision I just remember the the werewolf and the poet one she's out she got out yeah she quite early remember yeah With that in mind, I think perhaps my punishment might be that they can also be in trial by Wine World and probably adjacent to the uh, House of Horrors slash Ghost Trade that Schmidty's talking about, I think that they might just have to have Slender Man come after them because I would like them to feel what poor Bella Payton felt in terms of being... What's the word? I'm not not quite prey. Prey. That's a that's the one. I was gonna mm. say it's not blue. It's something else. That idea of being hunted by someone that you thought was potentially someone you knew and you knew what you were out for. Um, I want them to feel terrified and feel that feeling of being hunted. So 
I'm quite happy for Slender Man to be part of that, which is quite macabre, I know. But, you know, if that's what they were truly fearful of, well, there you go. Because I, I don't actually think that that was the whole story. I think it's more, more rooted it. in yeah. their relationships and their the way they were handling their little threes a crowd. I think that that, yeah. that would be sort of more in where I was thinking. Little girl crush. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's laughing? a good one. I, I found it really hard. I just feel like had they been able to hang on to this for a couple more years, they would have grown out of all of it. Like it doesn't feel mm. like there's anything wrong with them. It literally is that moment when you're a kid and you don't really understand things and so you become super fearful and then you act in a way that is inappropriate, albeit they've gone into a completely kind of way, way, way too far, no, no understanding of of what's right and wrong but but feeling like they're acting in a way that they need to to save their families it's it's just such a weird case it's as if they groomed themselves because typically in a situation yeah. like this we have a third party who is and you, know, you could say Anissa is a third party if you wanted to but let's assume that she was you know innocent she did have beef with the other girl and she, there was like you know this sort of love triangle the three of them whatever else but normally it's somebody else from external, so certainly when we're talking about 12-year-olds, that is then, you know, feeding them the information that helps them distrust each other, that helps elevate the sort of the fear of slender down or whatever else. But they were doing that for themselves by the sound, by, mm. you know, from what I can gather. They've groomed themselves into hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and so I, I did touch on it, but Anissa was diagnosed with schizophrenia and her father also had schizophrenia. And so in the documentary, oh, wow. you know, there was a moment where her father tears up because he kind of feels like he's somehow passed it on to um, Yeah, contributed to, to what's but happened. More, what about Morgan? And she's the one who did the stabbing. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. But what, all I'm saying is that, um, you know, that the scene with uh, Anissa's father was. You know that the poor bloke was. It's my fault. Yeah, mm. kind of. There was a, there was a little bit yeah. of that. Um, it's quite unusual for girls to be diagnosed with schizophrenia, isn't it? Isn't it normally not that it's not possible? Isn't it normally a male? No, I'm not sure. Nobody. I, I think. Nobody. I think. Male I, I don't know. I have no fact on that, but I think I've heard something similar. Let me check with the Daily Mail. Yeah, more prevalent in males. I reckon we touched on it earlier, and the, it affects both. But the years that it affects them, I think. Um, might come out women might get it men. in their 20s or and men in their 30s or the other way around. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that there needs to be something for Bella that is all, you know, lollipops and rainbows. I, I can only, place. yeah, I can only imagine the betrayal. Like imagine when your best friend jumps on top of you and says, How I'm only a kid. trust her person again? Oh, yeah, yeah. like, you know, her, her life must be so messed up. So, yeah, I, I don't know what that looks like, but I, but certainly she needs some some um, lollipops and rainbow action. I'm, I'm torn between um, the sentencing of both Morgan and Anissa, and I really like the idea of them having some kind of punishment and this is a really good case I guess where you know the the sentences that they got in real life I don't think are appropriate and and I don't think it's going to get you know you've got three kids now whose lives just ruined from the age of 12. It just doesn't sound like they think that there's any rehab available like that they can be rehabilitated which is kind of not the point either. So mm. I agree with you. I think they're like they're just let's lock, lock them away, them throw them away. Okay. I get that yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you would, I mean, I kind of think you know that the notion that 
Anissa was saying that she hates what she did, but she doesn't hate herself. You know, the, the trauma that she's caused herself by being a part of this is quite remarkable. And the fact that Morgan doesn't even have an opportunity to a, appeal, um, they just go, nah, bad luck. It, you know, even, even once the hysteria has calmed down and seven years later or six years later, they're having discussions about an appeal, they're still going, no chance. I think there's an odd thing going on with the state. Um, I don't think it was okay to try them as adults. Um, and I don't think they got it right in terms of the sentencing. It's a bit like, um, well, it's nothing like it really, but, you know, the Jamie Bulger case with the two boys who killed that two-and-a-half-year-old yep. baby in the UK. Uh, in as much as if the media and the local people are so involved and so head up by the whole story, seven years or not, later, no, no matter how much time passes, if that Winnebago hasn't driven a long way away, you know, she is going to always be tainted by the brush of this activity and 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 people will say, we don't want her on our streets, we don't mm. want her out here. So I think the infamy of some of these stories, especially given that they were children and so it was a big story, a big news story, has this long-reaching effect on whether or not they ever get released or get a fair trial. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing, the, the fair trial bit, because because of how high profile and how shocking I guess it was, they're mm. getting a, a much worse sentence than if it had have been, you know, not played out in the media and, and not so scary for, for families everywhere. Even some cases that are played out in the media and are horrific, they still don't get 40 years to life. Mm. Mm. It's it's shocking. Just, it seems, and it, it's tried as adults when they're 12. I can, mm. I can almost understand trying someone as an adult when they're 17 or 16. Yeah. But 12. I mean, you said earlier, Swanee, you've got 12-year-olds. Yes. It, it, does it boggle the mind that you think it, that your kids could do something like this at their age? Do you not see a certain maturity or a, you know what I mean? Like we're not talking about seven-year-olds. We're not, you know, oh. from, even from a cognitive perspective. Or do you think, yeah, no, I could totally see my kids doing that. <laughs> Well, no, I think she's doing that. But, I, but, but there's stuff does start to change in terms of their maturity, and I would think that they would truly know what is right and wrong. By yeah, 12. yeah. That's why I think I find it a little bit hard to just suspend suspend disbelief. That's the one, yeah. and think, oh yeah, they were totally caught up in it, and that was just as simple as going, oh my god, we've got to go. Minnesota. I don't. I mean, they would have to be pretty simplistic in the way they thought and that to have come to that conclusion that that was the only way forward but and they yeah. may have been that way but again I, I don't know we don't know that there's nothing to suggest they were they just sound like they were two ordinary girls and yeah uh, by that stretch I don't get to that conclusion at all there was a very famous case in New Zealand of two girls in the 50s I think who basically had a massive fantastical friendship and I don't, they weren't lesbians I don't think but they were so caught up in each other they'd become like so close and they had created this sort of fantasy world it's a movie and, right um, heavenly creatures that's it. Um, I haven't was, seen it but I know that, that's yeah, that's based it. on it they were folly adieu Winslet, weren't they that was a folly adieu case yeah. as well wow. but they were older they weren't 12 mm. they were I think 15 and 16 mm. and they ended up uh, killing the mother oh. and they did both 
do time and they were separated. They were never allowed to see each other again. And they never, they seemed to show no interest in seeing each other again after that. Um, a bit like the Ericsons, you know, yeah. the crazy twins. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I think there is something to the shared hysteria. I think there mm. is something to the, the shared story. I just don't think it's everything around this. I, I think there's still the jealousy. There's still the, as you said, Choose Company 3 is a Carroud kind of dynamic happening. That's why she's chosen as the victim, not just some rando. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You haven't sentenced me. I haven't. No, no. Maybe they just need to... Um, Go and have a nice little weekend away by a forest and have Slender Man lurking around in the background, scaring the crap out of them. Um, yeah. And have a, a just a good hard think about what the what the hell are they doing to twelve year olds? Um, Maybe what they should do is do that, but instead of being frightened, like be frightened by Slender Man, but then get to a point where you walk up to him and you can deconstruct him, <laughs> so that he's no longer a frightening creature. Like, so you realise he's just an old scarecrow and you take his arms and off and he's a nothing and, he, you know, like you deconstruct the character and then you're not frightened of it anymore and you're no longer um, kind of caught up in the fantasy. It's it's funny you say that. So I think since this happened, um, Slender Man's, the stories about him are now more about him being a protector of children rather than a, um, what you, you know, someone who preys on them. And so he's, he apparently now has a daughter and, and these sorts of things. So, yeah, it's just interesting the way that plays out. So, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of um, taking the fear out of Slender Man mm. as well. All right. Well, that was a sad but good one. And I'm very glad for Bella that she's um, alive and Thank I hope goodness. she's well and mm. getting all the help that she needs. Um, it looks like there's lots of lovely a... pictures of her on the internet. She seems to be yeah. quite well adjusted, I think. Yeah, anyway. there, there was okay. a comment well, where she that she made that she said um, if she saw Morgan again, she would thank her because it pushed her into a career in medicine, which I think Oh, was, wow. You know, the, the way these victims manage to... Uh, like such a big heart, so forgiving. Uh, I would have said if I ever see her again, I'll stab her. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> 19 times. <laughs> Tw- tw- no, 20 times first. just to get one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, she's a better, better person than me. Mm. All right, well. the ending. Yeah, so welcome back, Swanee, on <laughs> yeah. that note. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and thanks, Clarky, and miss you already. Ciao, lovelies. Yeah. Ciao, ciao, ciao. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.